and welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks. It is me, Yolanda Yvette, motivational speaker, public speaking coach, author, and your podcast host. Like always, if you want to be on the show or if you have any questions for me, um, please email me at YolandaYvetteSpeaks at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at the same name, Yolanda Yvette Speaks. That is Y-O-L-A-N-D-A. Y-B-E-T-T-E-S-P-E-A-K-S. So now that that housekeeping is out the way, I'm going to go ahead and introduce um, our guest of the day. Her name is Nicole Chamberlain, and she is a productivity coach and author of The Full Plate Detox, The Time Starved She Rose Guide for Getting Back to the Top of Her Priority List Guilt-Free. Now, her clients consider her the procrastination-proof coach who delivers powerful yet loving kicks in the behind to frustrated, exhausted women who have been running on the hamster wheel for far too long. Now, when when they work with her, they learn to kick, I'm sorry, woo y'all, they learn to kick self-defeating behaviors, knock out their task lists, and fill their empty cups guilt-free. Nicole believes in walking her talk, collaborating with like-minded visionaries, and sharing her gifts to help others shine. An island girl transplanted in the cold streets of New York City, she now lives in Northern Virginia with her husband and her son. And so y'all, I'm gonna let Nicole, like I always do, I'm gonna let Nicole introduce herself too in her own words. So y'all, welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks, Miss Nicole Chamberlain. Thank you so much, Yolanda. It is a pleasure to be here. I always like collaborating with like-minded heroes like you, so this is going to be fun for me. Nice opportunity um, to talk about a subject that I really love, which is just, you know, helping heroes get back to the top of their priority list and doing what they need to do for themselves and their family. Okay, so explain to people what is a shiro. Okay, so a shiro is a woman who you know, is leading. She's got her cape on for her family, her, her community, her job, right? She's that person in your life that you admire. And so I want people to understand it doesn't have to be somebody who has a certain title behind their name. Mm-hmm. It's just every woman that steps up and steps in where she is needed. And so when I work, um, when I look and I see my Shiro clients, they're always busy taking care of everybody else. They're rescuing everybody else, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're putting their needs to the side so that they can do what they need to do for their family, their community, their friends, their job. And so for me, I love to help that woman because when she thrives, everybody around her thrives. But she keeps forgetting to get back on her list, right? Until life stops her. Until something happens that makes her pay attention to herself and do self-care. And so I don't want anybody waiting until that happens because that's the hard part. That is crazy. We want to do it before it gets there. That See, we're going to talk more about the getting on your priority list in, in, in a minute. So how does one find um, a Shiro? You just got to look around. I mean, we all have Shiros in our lives. And, and I'm willing to bet that for most of your listeners, they are the Shiro mm-hmm. in their family. Mm-hmm. They're probably the ones that everybody comes to when they have a problem they need help when they need advice when they need counsel they're the ones that people are calling right always going above and beyond and so you don't have to look very far and, and if you can't think about who that hero is in your life look in the mirror <laughs> it's probably you right yep. then 
what happens when because again most of the listeners here are probably the shiro or they know they're directly related to their shiro you know in some way they can touch them because uh, we do have some male listeners out there so they probably like yep they can think of who it is right off the bat right the first person that popped into your head that's it right so what happens because this this is personal like for me because when you feel like you are the shiro now that there's a title for it right the, the strong one the one that you said always people come to or whatever and you just feeling so defeated yourself right because i always say a doctor needs a doctor you know dent goes to a dentist who does the shiro go to when they're feeling depleted defeated just ugh. who do they go to so you know that brings to mind you know that saying they say lions don't run with sheep mm. right a shiro needs to have people in her corner who are going to be as strong as she is to help keep her on track to, to call her right um you know hopefully everyone has that buddy that person in their lives that they can reach out to that's going to keep them honest you know that accountability partner and so Sometimes we can find that person easily, but usually what I've seen is that sheroes don't necessarily have that person in their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the roles that I love to serve is to be that person reminding them, what about you? You know, what are your needs? What are you doing for yourself today? Which one of these goals are going to help you grow? And, And kind of holding that mirror up to them because sheroes are so used to being there for everyone else that they never stop to think that they need a mentor, they need an accountability partner, they need someone who's going to challenge them, but more importantly, they need someone who's going to cheer them on too. Right. Right? They need that cheerleader that's going to help lift them up. And so you want to look for for accountability partners if you can. Um, One of the things I see is that like, you know, Shira sometimes have those goals, you know, that wish list, things that they'd love to do if, right? Mm -hmm. If I had the time, if I wasn't taking care of everybody else, you know, if I wasn't the breadwinner or if, you know, that long laundry list. And so they're always scared to to put those things on their priority list and really chase those goals because they don't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. And so you, you want to, you know, really get to the point where you realize it's not rocking the boat. It's, it's building a better boat. You know, it's, it's getting yourself to the point where you can do those things that you love and still help others or support others but you got to do it first by taking care of yourself what kind of brought me to this point was there was like a recurring theme i would be teaching a class or you know attending a conference or something and i would keep hearing people talking about you can't pour from an empty cup right right and so i kept hearing this conversation happening and when i would start asking my clients like all right you keep telling me you can't pour from an empty cup why is your cup empty it was because they were just, you know, everything on their list. They were had full plates, they had everything on their list that they were doing for everyone else, but nothing excited them. You know, it's like everything was stressful, but it wasn't exciting. Mm. And so I started to talk about, well, how do we get rid of that stuff that's on your plate that's not exciting you? And so that's kind of what gave birth to this whole concept of the full plate detox for me. It's like, well, let's get rid of the junk. <laughs> let's get rid of the stuff you don't like and make room for what you want. Because when you make room for what you want, then you're happier. And when you're happier, everybody else is happy. Yes, you know, like I tell my husband, happy wife, happy life. Okay, so you put it out there. There's a book that you have. She has a book, y'all. Um, full plate detox. 
So you just sprinkled a little bit of, of, of information about it. You want to go a little deeper into the full plate detox? Sure, I will. I would love to. Um, so the full plate detox is first about clearing your time clutter, right? Um, all the things that are on our plate. The average woman, they said that the average working mother works like 98 hours a week when we add up the time that we have at work and the time that we are taking care of our families. And so we end up with maybe about an hour to ourselves every day. And I'm willing to bet for most people that hour is like target runs or hiding in the bathroom, right? So we don't want that. That's not quality time. Right. So the goal, the goal with the full plate detox is, you know, you can't get rid of some of your, your responsibilities, right? We got to feed our kids. We got to take care of our family. But it's looking at your calendar, looking at where you're investing your time and saying, what can I take off my plate right now so that I can make room to work on this goal I really wanted? And so that goal could be building a side hustle, right? A lot of those sheroes out there, we all know them. They got a side hustle. They're, they have a business idea or something that they want to build, but they don't have the energy or the time to put to it. It could be just getting back into a healthy lifestyle, like finding the time to work out, finding the time to make healthy meals, finding the time to sit on the couch and do nothing, to be at rest, to meditate, to, to have t devotion time, right? It sounds crazy, but these are the things that when um, I was putting the book together, I was asking people, what would you do if you had more time available to yourself? It was simple things. Oh, I would, you know, I would learn to paint. I would take an art class. I would, you know, go get certified to teach somebody. It was like things that we shouldn't be depriving ourselves of, right? Mm -hmm. And things that ultimately help us be healthy and happy and, and financially more secure. But we don't have room on our calendars for it because we are the ones that everyone calls to to run errands for them we're the ones that are are pitching in on the pta and we're the only ones showing up um, on the committee meetings and volunteering for everything else right we're the ones everyone knows that they can count on but we're not taking that time for ourselves so with the full plate detox it's about looking at your calendar looking at the the places you're investing your time and energy into and making room for what you really want and so the process is you know getting vision clarity what mm. is it that you really want you know really thinking down the road when you're 90 years old in a rocking chair what do you want to be known for what's that legacy you want to leave behind you right setting goals that excite you and and figuring out how to actually work those goals a lot of us are good at setting goals we're goal setters mm. we all start new years with those goals that we know we want to accomplish and then by the third weekend we forgot all about them Mm -hmm. I'm about goal getting. So it's not just setting that goal, but making sure you got a plan to get there. So the book helps you figure that out. Like, what do I need to do? How do I break it down? But the most important stuff that happens in the book is actually the mindset work, mm -hmm. right? Because what's really stopping us is that negative Nelly in the back of our heads that's telling us no. Mm -hmm. We are mean to ourselves. We talk ourselves off of our goals. We talk ourselves down all the time. Stuff we wouldn't say to anybody else, we say to ourselves. Girl, you know you can't do it. Why are you trying to, to, to act like you all of that? You know, you know you're not ready for that. We talk ourselves out of these things. And so that's why we're stuck wishing every year for something, but we're not doing it. And so one of the things that I really try to get people to do in this book is to think about their mindset. You know, instead of talking yourself down, how do you build yourself up? You know, what are the things that you can say to keep you excited about your goals? Um, how do you, you know, actually see yourself successfully reaching your goals and getting there? 
Well, what do you, what do you say to people when? Because I'm pretty sure you have you run across these uh, when you're like, you know, let's talk about vision clarity or your goals, and they're like, I don't know, like I don't I I don't know what I want, I don't know what I would do, I don't know what makes me happy, like I don't know, and like and and that's what honest thing for me, they're just like I I don't know. So I actually have a process laid out in the book. And, so, and that's why, you know, I love the fact you asked that because that's exactly why I wrote the book. Like literally it's when I'm on the phone coaching my clients and the questions that I'm asking them, that's what I put in this book. So it's like getting me in your head. So I start with my clients and I give them an area of their life. One of the quick things that you can do is think about the different areas of your life, your buckets, whether it's your career, your home, your health, your, you know, your finances, whatever. And then just in that bucket, write a wish list of things that you wish would happen in that bucket mm. for each one of them. You don't evaluate it. You don't judge it. You just say, you know, let's talk entertainment. I'd like to travel around the world. I want to learn to sing karaoke, whatever it is. Don't, it could be the silliest thing, but if it comes in your head when you're thinking about that bucket, write it down. And then after you go through it, there's a process that I, you know, I want you to evaluate it. Like how much does it excite you? Right? So there's in the book at the end of each um, chapter, I give you focus questions. Right. So you can, you know, it's not just, hey, do this, but it's like, here are the questions that are going to get you to think about it. Right. And so when you answer these questions, it helps you process that. So it gives you, a, a, you know, easy step by step how to how to evaluate what you want to do. And so one of the things I have you do, it's funny, I my, my original career was marketing. And so when I was studying, I learned about a SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. And so it's. You know, so when for those who have never had to do that, it's you're looking at the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats yep. of you know your product or your promotion. Well, what I want you to do is to do a squat analysis for every area of your life. Wow. For every goal that you're thinking of setting, right? You can think of it. So and I put examples. There are actual examples in the book of things that clients have done. So, for example, there was a client who wanted to, to start running again. And, you know, she had to stop and think about what she wanted to do, how she was going to fit it in. So it's the strength, you know. She she has a buddy who wants to run with her. She likes to run. You know, what was the, the, the weakness? You know, it's cold outside. She don't want to run outside. Absolutely. You know, what are her opportunities? What are her threats? So you, you really want to think about it and then find a way to, to get past the, op- the threats. How do you use that strength to help you address the weakness? Right. And so it's all laid out in the book. And, and what I also did was I have a group on Facebook where I have a, you know, free workbook that goes with it and a community of people who are kind of walking through the process too. So you can actually start getting to know other folks or finding people who have similar goals or being able to say, Hey, Nicole, I tried that thing in the book and it don't make sense. Help me understand. Like I'm in the group chatting with folks Mm -hmm. as well, but it's just about following the process, you know, and, and applying it to our lives instead of doing it for everybody else. Talk about how important is, uh, the self care aspect when it comes to, um, the detox and getting yourself back to where you need to be or where you think that you should be or when you're getting in that that funk of i don't feel like it i lost my motivation uh how important is the self-care aspect it is so important because you can't take care of anyone else if you don't take care of yourself Mm -hmm. Think, think about it this way you know when when it when you're on the airplane 
that speech that they give you about the oxygen mask, right? Mm -hmm. They usually will either in the videos show like a mother and a child or they'll direct like I've seen the flight attendants. They'll look for a mom with a kid, right? When they talk about, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first. You have a matter of seconds, right? If something happens on that plane and you need to put your oxygen mask off, you had a matter of seconds before you pass out if you don't put your oxygen mask on first. So if you're reaching to help somebody else, you're going to pass out before you can help yourself. Mm -hmm. It's the same concept when it comes to our self-care. We can only do so much for other people before we hit our max and we have nothing left to give. So I would much rather my clients be in a position where they're going to give from their overflow. They've got a full cup and they know how to keep refilling that cup mm -hmm. as opposed to having an, an empty cup and being drained and not having anything left for anybody else. Because when you hit that wall and something happens, nine times out of 10, you're gonna be trying to pick yourself up on your own. And I don't want that. I want you to have people in your corner who are gonna be there for you, who are gonna sustain you as much as you're sustaining them. But more importantly, that you're not letting yourself get so depleted that you have nothing left to give. Have you ran into the people who, cause a lot of sheroes are, like you said, they're the one, they're, they're everyone's go-to, they're everyone's cheerleader, right? And sometimes people put that label on on us and we're like, okay, now I have to fulfill that because if I don't show up this way, now it's, oh, what's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. So then it's yeah. hard for um, certain people to become vulnerable, right? And to, oh, yeah. and to say, because a lot of sheroes, I mean, speaking for myself, don't like to ask for help, okay? <laughs> so how- Choir right here. I'm right there with you, right? <laughs> And so I'm going to share a very personal story, right? Um, Yolanda, you already know what I've been going through. I started when I was getting ready. I was actually editing this book. It was January and I was working with my editor to edit the book and I'm reading through it. In the middle of editing the book, I got a breast cancer diagnosis, right? Mm -hmm. And let me just let everybody know right now, I'm all good. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> I'm healed. But my journey to get to this point was exactly that lesson, Yolanda, that you're not used to asking for help. You're not used to letting other people see you vulnerable. You're not used to admitting to weakness. And what will happen is at some point, life will break you down to the point that you will have no choice. Mm. If you do not learn to be vulnerable, right? There is strength in vulnerability. There is strength in telling someone else, I need your help to do this, right? It could be something as simple as you're used to doing all the chores at home, but you need to start delegating, right? You need to start, you know, whether it's your, your child, your husband, your sister, whoever's living with you is like, listen, yes, I can do this, but I need you to learn to do this too. And so I'm gonna help you learn so you can do this and be self-sufficient for yourself but that way it's one less thing that's on my plate that I have to do because now I might be able to take five minutes to sit down and rest. Mm. And so we want to learn that there's strength in vulnerability. We're not meant to be islands. We have to start learning to ask for help because, and, and, and if it helps you, you got to flip the script, reframe it in your brain. It's not asking for help. It's helping somebody else be self-sufficient. Right. Mm. And so with my son, 
he always wants to know why do I have to do the chores? Why do I have to dust? You know, he has allergies. Why do I have to be the one to dust? I'm like, because one day you're going to live on your own and mommy's not coming over to dust your house for you. So <laughs> you got to learn to take care of it yourself. Right. So when you delegate or ask other people to do things, it takes it off of your plate. They learn to do for themselves, but it starts to, to um, shift the energy and shift the, the idea that you are the one that has to do everything for everyone. Right. So I would say start small. If you're worried about like, I don't want to be weak. I don't want people to think I can't handle things on my own. Start with things that are also beneficial to other people to learn just to offload it get it off your list right because the idea is we want to make room for you on your list so you got to get some of these little things off of your list like you don't have to be the only one that does laundry you don't have to be the only one that's cleaning the house you don't have to be the only one that's cooking dinner right mm -hmm. peanut butter sandwich and jelly can be fine for dinner like you know start offloading these things and look for ways that it helps them grow and be self-sufficient especially when it comes to our families right but do the same thing at work you know, if you're working and you are the, because a Shiro is not just a Shiro at home. She's at work and she's the go-to person everybody comes to. Mm -hmm. Hey, can you help me with this? Can you fill this out for me? Can you show me how to do this? Right? And she ends up doing it herself thinking it's faster if I do it myself instead of just teaching them. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's that saying, if you, if you give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, you'll feed him for a lifetime. Right. So start thinking, how can you teach people to do things for themselves to free yourself up, right? And don't think about it as I'm asking for help, I'm showing weakness. You're showing strength to say, I already know how to handle this, but I need you to learn how to handle this so that I can do something else to grow. Do you think also it's, um, we make excuses though of why we do everything? Is it still going back to because I don't want to seem weak or? I think that's a part of it. I think the other part of it is sometimes that, um, you know, and, and we're getting a little deep here, but I think a part of it is that people want to feel needed, right? Mm. So the idea is if now they get used to doing this and I'm not the one doing it for them, how will they need me? What's my role, right? Because mm. we're used to wearing that cape. We're used to being the one everyone goes to. And so we've, we are, our, our sense of who we are becomes tied up in what we do for others. It becomes transactional. It becomes, if I'm not the one that does that for them, will they need me, right? And so we have to start separating that out and realize that we are enough by ourselves for, you know, just who we are, period, without doing another thing for anybody else, you're more than enough, mm -hmm. right? And so it's okay to say, you know, I can enjoy this time with you without having to do things for you nonstop in order to feel valued in your life. And it's a real important lesson, especially um, for us to teach our kids and especially our girl children, because you'll see it repeated in the next generation, yeah. right? Because they're going to take that lesson from what they see. Oh, well, you can step to some toes, Nicole. Yeah. I know, but this is why my clients, they know I'm going to keep it real, yeah. right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I am all about getting, um, I've seen it happen too often, women burning out, women stressing themselves out, women mm -hmm. getting sick, right? And when they're sick and they're not used to um, asking for help, they suffer in silence, they suffer by themselves, yeah. and it's just not cool with me. So I would rather step on their little toes here and there to get someone thinking about how they can step up and be as much a champion for themselves as they are for everyone else.
Listen, you got me thinking about about a lot of things. I'm like, my my mind is just spinning and reeling and like, huh, well, okay, all right. Because I, I have been in those predicaments a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know where it happens. Sometimes I can feel it coming or, or it just hits out of the blue. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I'm done. I hit this, this wall. Um, I just feel like crying. Why? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody else asks me, I'm going to just break out in tears. Like if somebody touches me, I'm going to be like, ah, and just start crying. And (laughs) and don't know why, where it's coming from. But then also I'm always the person like when people ask me, I'm cool. I'll be fine. I always will be, you know what I'm saying? You know, let me just get over this. And, And then I just do um now that makes me believe like i just stuff it down and just never really deal with it because sometimes i don't even know what it was like i don't know what was wrong (laughs) but apparently something was off yep and what happens is we get so busy that we don't give ourselves that time to process that stuff Mm -hmm. right um we're just so used to that's that's that hamster wheel we're used to being on that hamster wheel and just running 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 going 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 and we we're almost a little bit addicted to busy because if we're not busy then we have to stop and think about it we have to stop and being intentional and saying is this really what i want to do you know admitting that you're dissatisfied with your life is a really hard place to be mm-hmm. um especially if from the outside in everything looks golden you know um again i speak from you know a place of experience i had a really amazing job in marketing many years ago before i became an entrepreneur but I started to get miserable. You know, it's like there I was, I had a director title, I had a team reporting to me, I was working on really awesome clients in advertising, and I was tired. I was tired of the long days, I was tired of everything, I was tired of like the constant hustle and bustle, and I wanted to make a change, and I felt guilty for it. Mm. And that's part of why in the title of the book, I talk about getting back on your priority list guilt-free, right? We guilt ourselves into stuffing everything down like you just said. I'll just deal with this. I'll just take it. And then, you know, at some point it bubbles back up and that's mm-hmm. when you feel like I want to cry. I want to just sit in a room by myself and not talk to anybody because you're feeling stressed and it's hard to express it to people. Um, you know, and, <laughs> and, and especially if we have people in our lives who are like, what are you so, what are you complaining about? You got a good life. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wish I had, you know, so again, <laughs> We let people talk us into not believing our own minds, but we know what we need. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because, like, I I've said it to somebody out there, like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, I sound, I, I feel crazy by by saying like, I don't know, but I really can't express what it what's wrong. Like, I I don't know, and I don't really like I don't know. So I feel like you do know somewhere, but I'm like, I'm not sure what's happening, and I can't really explain it. But I just feel like, ugh. Like, I feel like a sound effect and I don't know what it is, why. And they're just like, but what's wrong? You know, <laughs> you're like, I don't exactly. know. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you got it good. What's wrong with you? And, 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 you know, that's kind of where it starts. Right. So when I, when I have a client that I start to hear that, that conversation, like I would, you know, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but we can talk afterwards when we're not recording if you want to, <laughs> but you know, some of the things I would ask is, you know, what what comes to mind when you think about being dissatisfied, right? Um, what are the, the areas in your life that um, you feel heavy in, right? 
you know, if you think about it, you'll know what makes you feel lighter and it's effortless and then what makes you feel heavy, right? So that's where sometimes like I'll have somebody tell me, well, you know, when I feel light, it's when I'm working on and, you know, they'll name a hobby or something. And it's like, okay, is that something that you want one day to turn into a business or is that just something you want to be able to put more time into so that it uplifts you more, right? So it's thinking about like what's making you heavy internally you know mentally emotionally what drains you and then okay what can I do um, there's an activity I have in the book um, it's a little bit of a drinking game okay so, um, <laughs> cheers <laughs> and so you can um, there is a, a homes um, there's a stress index right you talk about all the different things that can stress us out right moving illness i mean listen you know all the craziness that we're going through in this calendar year right now yeah. is, is enough for any any one of those things right but you talk about all the different things that can stress you out so the activity is to list them out like the ones that are your stressors and then to rate them how big of a stressor is it for you right so let's say for example um you know you're you're <laughs> We're all stuck at home sharing space, teleworking mm -hmm. in, in different rooms, right? How much of a stressor is that to you on a scale of one to five? With one being, it's not really bothering me, things are okay. And five being, I'm about to jump through the window, right? Mm -hmm. So you rate it. And then once you have them all rated, what I have you do is fill a cup with water or your drink of choice. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, but, but, to the level of energy that you have, mm. right? So if you feel like you are on half, you're gonna fill that cup 50%. If you feel like you're really good today and I'm at like 80%, then you're gonna fill at 80%. But for each one of those stressors, you're gonna drink. How much is it bothering you? So if it's not that big of a deal, you take a, big, a little sip. If it's, eh, it's starting to bother me, you take two sips. If it's really driving me crazy, you take three gulps. Right. And what I want you to see, it's a nice way of seeing how fast does your cup get empty. Ooh. So it's a, a good because, visual. Yep. And the, the thing is that it comes down to the percent of energy that we have on any given day. That's where we're driving ourselves crazy and stressing ourselves out. Time management is this phrase that makes us think we can manage time and it isn't, it's impossible because you only get 24 hours a day and I hope you're sleeping at least seven or eight of them, right? Because sleep helps us handle everything better. But it comes down to not how much time you have, but what you plan to do with the time that you do have available, mm -hmm. right? What are the activities that you have scheduled? And if you're trying to cram everything in, like you pack in a suitcase and you don't want to check your bag, right then that's why we're, we're we're going crazy because we're putting too much into that time that we have mm. you know you're trying to plan five hours worth of stuff in three hours it's not going to work yep then when you get to the airport you find out that you're overweight because <laughs> you didn't <laughs> exactly and they make you check that bag anyway right. That, right but so if we're doing that to ourselves day after day after day after day it's no mm -hmm. wonder you get to a point where you're like i can't I'm just I can't not one more thing I'm done mm -hmm. and that's when we have those that empty cup feeling um, and it's be, and, and those five hours that we're trying to cram in that's the full plate right so if you think about it like actually sitting down and eating a meal right what are the things that you put on your plate 
right? How balanced is that plate? Do you make room for the vegetables <laughs> that you're supposed to have, or is it all the good stuff, you know, the that feels good in the moment, but you 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 feel miserable later mm-hmm. on after eating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with your schedule, with your time. So you have to put a certain amount of time into work. You're gonna put a certain amount of time into taking care of your family. But could you cut down a little bit on social media so that maybe you can fit a gym class in? You know, can you say no to, you know, helping somebody out who comes to you with the same problem every week, never listens to you, but no matter when they come to you, you still step in to help them, even though, you know, you're going to get mad later. Hmm. Or do you let them be self-sufficient and say, listen, you know what? We've talked about this before. You know what you got to do. I'm here for you. I'm supporting you. But right now I have to take care of something else. Right. I would love for you to speak on... um the person who feels guilty about working their nine to five wants to do the side hustle or maybe there are you know have their side hustle they're also the part-time entrepreneur or, or full-time whatever it is they also have the family the, you know the kids everything and they're, they're juggling a lot and they feel guilty um for for doing all that can you speak to that just for just for a moment of the guiltiness oh, I of sure all that can. i sure can because i lived it right so First things first is why are you feeling guilty for wanting to improve your life, right? Don't feel mad about that. Don't feel guilty about that, right? If you're, think about what you're concerned about. Are you scared that you might not um, make the same amount of money? You know, that's just building a plan to make sure that how do I phase in the side hustle to the point that it's making me the same amount of money as my regular job so that I can make that switch. Mm -hmm. That's something you can plan for. You just have to be willing to confront it. Um, Are you scared that people are going to say that you think you're better than them? Right. That's one of the things I hear. Oh, everyone thinks I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm all that because I want to have a business. I want to be a business owner. No one else in my family has ever done it. That's all right. You know, you don't need to worry about who hasn't done anything before you. You do you. Um, don't let guilt stop you from dreaming. Don't let guilt stop you from, from wanting to accomplish your life. There's a card I keep at my desk and it says the key to happiness is having dreams. The key to success is making dreams come true. Mm. Right. And so you just need to think about how do you make that dream come true in a way that gives you the better life that you want because there's nothing you know wrong with having those dreams and, and wanting to be successful. So you can build that side hustle. It's just about how do you plan for it? Um, usually when I see folks struggling because they have that side hustle is because they don't put structure or strategy in place to actually make it successful, mm-hmm. right? They don't educate themselves on how can I run this as a business? They might not, you know, they might love to do whatever that thing is, whether it's crafting or whatever it is, but they don't stop and think, okay, I love to do this, but what would it look like as a business instead of a hobby, right? What, what, what structure do I need to have in place? What are the boring administrative things that I have to do to make sure that this is successful? Um, You know, who can I ask for help? Who can help me get educated, right? So there are a ton of books and articles and groups out there. Folks have, there's a lot of information that you can use to learn more about how to do it. I would just say, lay out a plan, make a plan. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I know I keep coming back to the book, but this is one of those reasons why I wrote it. Like, how do you game plan it? And so there's some 
insight into where to start with that like if you want to get reach a goal how do you set that goal in a realistic way that you can actually make it a reality instead of just something you're dreaming about mm-hmm. and feeling guilty about but don't let guilt stop you right there is um Joe Vitale has this quote a goal should um scare you a little and excite you a lot mm-hmm. so is what you're confusing as guilt really excitement you know is it a little bit of fear that's okay because that's just your comfort zone moving and we grow and we move our comfort zone you know but don't let guilt stop you from reaching for that goal because when you look back after accomplishing it you'll be happy that you did you'll be in a better place and people that you bring with you will be in a better place um but you know you hear people talking about not wanting to have, to have regrets and too often we talk ourselves out of things that could have been really great opportunities for us so mm-hmm. don't let that guilt stop you ooh y'all listen uh Nicole then gave y'all some stuff to chew on she gave y'all meat okay this wasn't a little sad that she gave she gave some meat um and hopefully she got y'all thinking the way she got me thinking and yeah um nicole i'm gonna give you this time to let people know how to get in contact with you um so yeah the floor is yours she got my mind gone child so the floor is yours you just just talk just go So much. And so this is um, my passion, right? What gets me excited, what jumps me out of bed, right? And I tell people this is what brought me to this point in my journey is I love teaching other people. Um, I love helping other people grow and see them be successful. And so um, the quickest way um, for folks to connect with me is if you go to fullplatedetox.com, right? And that's fullplatedetox.com. Um, I got a bunch of ways that we can connect. The first is there's a newsletter that will give you um, just some productivity tips. I actually have a, a four-week um, email class that I'll be sending you to your inbox with just some productivity tips and things that you can start to do to start getting back on your your priority list. So we'll have a priority list checklist and and figure out like what where do you want to start, right? So it'll just be a nice place for you to think about where do you want to start. Um, I'm also launching... A program behind the book because one of the things that folks told me is like the book is great but when they have questions or they want to have that accountability partner because they don't have that person in their lives who do they go to um, and so I can't coach every one person one-on-one like there's not enough time in the world for me to do that and so I'm starting it as a mastermind and that's going to be kicking off um, in about a month but I'm going to start uh, planting the seeds and getting stuff so there's also a way folks want to be a part of that mastermind then as they go through the work as they do the work I'll be available to to help them actually take the steps that they need to do to get back to the top of their priority list and for anyone that um, wants to do one of those programs that's on the site um, I actually um, have a coupon code for you Yolanda speaks and I'll make sure that I send that back to you but if it's Yolanda speaks all one word um, that will give you 20% off of anything that you purchase on that site but you don't have to buy anything for us to get in touch with each other we can just start talking through that um, email list um, but more importantly I just want folks to really think about um, how to make themselves a priority again right how to get back to a place where um, not that you're balanced because balance doesn't really exist 
but you are fulfilled, you're happy, you're content. You feel like there's something on your schedule that you actually are looking forward to for the day. If you get up and you look at everything that's on your list and you just want to crawl back in the bed and go to sleep, then we need to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want you to, to have something that makes you want to climb out of bed today, right? Because um, we deserve that. We more than deserve that. Um, especially my sheroes out there who are so busy doing it for everybody else. And so um, I would love to connect. Um, folks can find me. Um, Instagram, Nicole Chamberlain. Um, you can just find me there, and on social media, Facebook, I'm at Nicole, your productivity coach. Um, so you can connect with me in either of those two places. Um, and um, I would love to just, you know, answer some questions if folks have anything that they want to ask. I'm all about giving information out. That's my passion and my joy. Woo! Okay, y'all. Listen, y'all better take her up on all the freebies that she gave you, um, especially just going to the website itself and getting those four weeks, right? And then on top of that, you got the 20% off coupon that she's gifting. So y'all better use it and get this full plate detox and everything else she has to offer as well. Um, So before we go, I would love for you to give our listeners just one tip that they can just, um, just go off of. Just one, just one good tip that you have. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I would say my favorite thing that I um, teach my clients is this concept of the 80-20 rule, right? Mm-hmm. And so the 80-20 rule, this economist back in the day figured out that 20% of the things we do give us the biggest results. The reverse of that is that 80% of the things you do waste your time. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Think about how can you set aside 20% of the time that you are awake to work on your goal. So if it's easier for you to think about it over the course of the week or the day, just pick, you know, let's start small. We're going to pick one day. Can you find 90 minutes in a day? If you have an eight hour work day or just 90 minutes in a day where you're gonna set that time aside and protect it to work on your goal, right? And so if that goal is wanting to write a book, wanting to take an exercise class, whatever it is, can you find that 90 minutes to work on that goal? So whatever the time is that you have available, set 20% of that time aside And when I say set it, I mean, put it on your calendar, make it like a doctor's appointment that you know you're not going to miss or Mm -hmm. skip out on, Mm -hmm. protect it, tell other folks that you're not available, lock yourself in a room somewhere and work on that goal. If you can do that two, even three times a week consistently, you're going to see results. So I love the 80-20 rule. I protect that time on my calendar three times a week at least. I don't, you know, give that time up unless somebody's paying me a lot of money to do it (laughs) so that I make sure I'm working on my goals and I'm getting my things done. And so if you can get in the habit of blocking that time out for yourself and making it a priority, that's how you can start getting back on your own priority list. All right, y'all. Listen, that was a Nicole Chamber. And she done, um, again, gave y'all some meat. And she just ended y'all with little potatoes. I love you. I so thank you for you know just spending some time with me and the listeners today because 
I, I didn't got, I, didn't, I don't know. I feel different. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I need to go and process. Child, I got my, I got my paper full of notes. I'm like, I need to go and process and re-listen to this whole podcast. Like, okay. It's because you just stepped on my toes a couple times, which I appreciate because that's how you become self-aware, right? So, you know, that's how, you know, you need to start fixing things and getting things in order. And like, my plate has been full, you know, and that's why I feel the way I feel. And somebody told me before, like, I was overwhelmed. And I'm like, am I? Why? You know, and couldn't even celebrate the good things that were happening because I felt like I should be doing other things. But girl, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother segment. We ain't, don't you say nothing about it. You got, see? (laughs) Don't you? That is, you know... (laughs) That is so true, right? What you just said right there about celebrating your wins. Mm-hmm. That is so important. Being your own cheerleader and celebrating your wins. You have to. Yep. Yeah. That gives you life to chase the next goal. That sounds like she got another book, y'all. Okay. <laughs> That's not like there's a, a, another book in the works. So I'm right, Nicole. <laughs> we, we don't know. We'll see. Listen, but, but that's not like another you. book. I'm so glad that this was a good I, I love this <laughs> session. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come on and to chat with your folks and to, to give them some resources. Um, always fun connecting with like-minded heroes like you. So I'm, I was really excited about today, and I'm just glad to be a part of this. Oh, you are welcome. Y'all, listen, this has been another episode of Yolanda Yvette Speaks. I love you all dearly. And y'all take care of yourself and y'all mind, all right? So talk to y'all later. Bye.